0: What's great, good and real, my cliche family It's your boy Jeff coming to you with another episode of the Do You Rules Podcast And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how you are reactive recovery And you need a root cause analysis You are all reactive recovery and you need a root cause analysis But before we go any further, before we go any further Ooh, baby Feel beautiful Feel blessed and beautiful wherever you are It is a beautiful day It is another time and space in the universe And if you couldn't tell I'm pretty hyped, right? I know you expected that One of the things I'd like for you to also expect As we move forward in this program is We will start every episode With a reason to be grateful We will start every episode With a reason to be grateful And and while I say that And get into my reason And sharing my reason for being grateful for you today Really just consider, wherever you are, whatever it is you're doing, no matter where you are in space and time, why are you grateful? I'm sure there are many reasons. And as I consider that, and as I get into my brief story on why I am grateful for today, I want to share that as I walk down into my basement this morning and I got myself all jacked up <laughs> to get ready to record. I made my way down the stairs in the dark and yes, it's a little bit scary. All right. Maybe that wasn't that funny, but you know, i made my way down in the dark and I saw a little shadow of a, a chair in front of my microphone, which is not, which is not normal because when I get done from recording for the day, I do have a setup. So just picture my work screens and my work computer, are next to my my individual screen and setup and and my office chair every time I'm done its habit i put my office chair in front of my my computer screens for work and and i end my day so certainly once i knew there were no ghosts out here i did notice a chair was here and i said wow what is why, why would that be there so i immediately started to perform a root cause analysis and what was beautiful and And what made me smile and made me happy as I thought about how that chair got there, it was clear to me that it was because my daughter left it there. so why does that make me grateful It's just a chair right let me Let me preface with the fact that this journey for me was super powerful, and that one of the biggest deltas, one of the biggest things I was able to really zone in on and say hey i'm i'm not I'm not performing at the best possible standard and version of myself." was as a parent, as a father. I think it's the hardest thing I'll ever do in my life. And and learning what I'm learning about conscious and subconscious is just even more important and prevalent to me because of the impact that parents have on their children. And and what is most significant for me with my daughter is she is in her teenage years. And I said it before I read a book, it's called Untangled. And the book focuses in on the teenage transition for young ladies specifically, albeit it can apply to teenagers in general, both boys and girls, that the teenage girl is transitioning into or at least beginning to transition into adulthood, which by itself is powerful, that you could be a young teenager and coming into your own individually growing develop developing and expanding yourself, becoming unified within and one and learning your oneness or at least the idea of it, and that and that the young lady is transitioning into adulthood and becoming a woman. And why that's important is because what, what transpires, and don't judge me, all right, Hesu culture, it's in the literature, it's in the text, it's in the science, it's in the biology of, of life, how we teach it and how we watch women grow. Because a woman is identified as feminine, And because it is instinctive for women to have feminine qualities, as the young lady is transitioning into adulthood and into womanhood, they suppress and push away any potential masculine qualities or influences in their life, i.e. their father. And it's not to say they don't love them, but that masculinity they want to keep arms distance because, again, they want to—they want their feminine qualities to flourish. Again, it's in the science. And so me understanding that, me knowing that, and, and, and me leveraging that, of course, to my advantage, why wouldn't I? I work very hard on my relationship with my daughter. We have a very open and honest relationship. We talk deeply about many things but but i know she's trying to suppress me as a father because you know again she doesn't want those masculine tendencies and, and influences in her life and one example would be fashion sense and and my brief story on that is we just went shopping my gorge my wife little g and i and and my daughter wants no Business, no influence, no feedback on anything clothing, anything fashion like it could be it could be a sweater or an article of clothing that is obvious, like obviously upper alley and her lane and she wants it. If I'm like, hey, Gorge, that's beautiful. Done. She doesn't she doesn't want it. Sit on the sidelines, sit in the corner. Shut up and pay, which is, which is ironic. Not that my wife and I share money differently because it's the same card from the same account. It gets swiped and pulls the same resources, but I'm only allowed to pay when we go out. And so I sat in the corner, minding my business. I let her do her thing. Part of the evolution of our relationship, I've realized and noticed and understood that because she has, or because she's transitioning a lot of what she sees from me, she will mimic and emulate. She's more of a, let me see what he does, and and I might consider the possibility. She also holds me accountable to what I say and must align with what I do. Otherwise, she calls me on it. It's very powerful. And so, as I'm saying this, what opened up my heart this morning and what made me just immensely happy and, and grateful for the day was that it was clear to me that her chair or a chair that she chose to put there because she wasn't going to use my chair, right? She put her own chair in front of the mic and I'm going to surmise. I'm pretty confident. This is exactly what was happening that she sat in front of the mic. And as I referenced, when she comes down here, she's in her altered state. She's dancing. She's singing. She's acting that she was envisioning herself possibly, maybe, in an interview or on the red carpet explaining and expressing her love for whatever role it was or is that she will play in the future. And just knowing that and seeing that put a massive smile on my heart and it is why I'm grateful for today. And thank you for, for, for allowing me to share that with you. It really is a powerful moment for me and and why I'm grateful. So again, choose a reason. There's many you should be grateful. Moving forward in the program, after we express some gratitude, I'd like to also get into the affirmation for the week for us. I'd like to share an affirmation for the week. And I know I've referenced before my hesitancy with affirmations in that I really do think you have to put in the work before you start to affirm yourself. I think otherwise you could, you could really provoke your ego in ways that are unhealthy. So while I think you are phenomenal and I think you are great and beautiful and dead sexy, I I, want to stay away from some of those affirmations and, and hear me out on this one. Take a moment to affirm yourself in this way. And then we'll talk about what I think is the depth of this affirmation. Here we go. I know in each moment I am free to decide. I know in each moment I am free to decide. Take a moment to affirm yourself and consider the possibilities. And if it wasn't obvious for you, oh, I've been practicing this affirmation daily now for quite some time, probably about the last four or five months. The idea that in every moment you have full control over what you think, over how you move, over how you feel and over how you live your life. Beautiful thing. I know in each moment, I am free to decide. Affirm yourself. Whew. I'm feeling it, baby. Ooh, I'm feeling it today on the Do You Rules podcast. Thank you for indulging me. We are grateful, we are affirmed. And now we're gonna move forward into our topic for the day. And I do think it's an important one. How shocking is that? I do think it's important. We're going to get into root cause analysis and, and reactive recovery and how that plays into your subconscious and your conscious or your conscious and your subconscious, which are, are just vital ingredients for any success forward. And, and reactive recovery Is prevalent in your world and everything you do. Allow me to explain briefly. I believe the manifestation of your current physical reality. In everything you do. In how you move. How you think, feel and behave. And what that manifests itself from a relationship perspective. Think if you have one. Your significant other. Parenting. Friends. Money, health, goals, dreams. We could do this all day. The manifestation of your relationships, respectively, along those lines, are really tied into your reactive recovery in each. And that when any of those break, and/or when any of those aren't what you want it to be, or that when any of those aren't maximized to the full potential of the possibility of you. It is likely because you are in reactive recovery mode and you need to perform a root cause analysis. And the idea of reactive recovery, if you think a couple of episodes back, I, talk about, I talked about broken autonomy. And think about that your outcomes in all of your relationships, the outcomes in all of your relationships, the manifestation of your current reality, respectively parenting, friends, money, health, goals, and dreams, there's an autonomous predictability to all of your outcomes. Because as I'll get into, consciously and subconsciously, whether you realize it or not, you are connected. And reactive recovery, respectively, is playing a massive role in limiting or expanding your relationships. And before I move further into how I believe that applies consciously, subconsciously into your life, let's talk about what a root cause analysis is and ultimately how I believe we should get into one. Because if you are having undesirable outcomes, well then at some point you want to change those, right? At least I think hopefully, possibly, maybe into more desirable outcomes. So, root cause analysis in my field, information technology, as I always talk about, or at least I think I do a lot more than I realize. And maybe the word always isn't it, but it's, it's certainly often enough. The idea that systems run regularly and they work, lights on, think lights on, right? When the lights are on, everything's good, you're just flowing. That's pretty much like your subconscious. Reactive recovery occurs in the information technology space when, as I referenced, there's a fracture or a break. Let me explain a little bit. Have you ever walked into a retail store, a Starbucks, a clothing store, a Target (laughs) and and you go to the register and they're like, oh, man, the computers are down and and I, I can't I can't. I can't take your order right now Or maybe like self-checkout All the self-checkout machines are down And so you got to go to a line and talk to a person Oh my god Right Maybe you're calling American Express Delta Airlines The phones aren't working properly You can't get through Email is down There are a plethora of applications we use Your device Something's broken It's not working Reactive recovery is the process of trying to get that system back up, trying to get that system back up. It knows something's broken, something happened. And I assure you, having been in this space for 20 plus years, there are a plethora of people paid a lot of good money to get that system back up ASAP because that equates to dollars, right? You don't want that system to be down. The experience, of anything not working for a consumer is not good. Now, what, what typically happens when a system is built properly with reactive recovery also is there's a backup mechanism, meaning if one system goes down, the other one just picks right up and, and you might lose the lights. If you would, for a little while, you might be down and not working for a little while, but it fails over. And, and I'll get into how I believe that ties into the subconscious and the conscious, and that, although one is more prevalent than the other as far as usage and utilization, when you're in reactive recovery, the other kicks in to take place and, and perform the behaviors respectively. But, but in, during reactive recovery, when the system is down and everybody is rushing to, to get this system back up, outside of getting it to work, and let's just assume it's working now, however long it took to get to working, to get it to work. When everything is level set and back, back to par, if you would, that team of people that I referenced that I paid pretty good money to get this thing working again performs a root cause analysis on why the system broke. And that root cause analysis is important because you need to understand If if it was at all avoidable, how to avoid it and never have it happen again? And if it wasn't avoidable, why was it not avoidable? Think about your phone, your device. Maybe your iOS, right? Your operating system on your phone. And we'll talk about how I think. And maybe I might tie it in if I remember how you're an operating system, probably still on version one. You know, you're on version 16.6. And if you look, when you go into like 16.1, 16.2, 16.3, the updates are a little shorter. If you look in there, it'll say like bug fixes, security vulnerability, something minor fixes, system crashing, etc. They reached that conclusion because there was a root cause analysis done after there was reactive recovery because a system broke so that is, that is reactive recovery and how it applies and what a root cause analysis would be respectively when something is, is, is not working properly. What is the purpose and how does this apply to life? Right, Jeff? As I referenced... All of your outcomes today in your relationships, respectively, I'll say it again. Significant other, parenting, friends, money, health, goals, dreams. Are autonomously predictable. And are in a state, a current state. Most likely a steady state. And you haven't evolved past them because when they break. You go into reactive recovery, and let's just say with your significant other, dinner isn't done on time, the garbage isn't thrown out, laundry isn't done, you turn into like a fire breathing dragon, (laughs) you know, you go crazy, ah, what the fuck, right, your kids, homework isn't done, too much screen time. They ate all the yodels. You didn't get one. Right? Your friends aren't listening to you. You're behind on your bills. You're trying to figure out why you're unhealthy. You stop dreaming. You no longer have goals. When you realize there's a fracture in any one of these things, you become conscious. And when you become conscious... Emotionally you become unstable Like a broken system And you go into reactive recovery And your subconscious is like Yo, how do we get us back to a space Where we're not a fire breathing dragon And you could think of it like your backup system Or whatever it is But at that point Your reactive recovery Whatever it is you're used to doing When dinner isn't done on time When laundry isn't done, when there's no ice cream left, when you're tired, when you've had a crazy day, when your bank account looks weak, however, you consciously come to awareness in that moment is how you are programmed subconsciously. And so you go into reactive recovery mode. You're very predictable. And you are unable To generate New outcomes Because God knows When's the last time You performed a root cause analysis Let me stress If it wasn't clear How you consciously react to outcomes You fire breathing dragon Dictates your subconscious reality Henceforth producing Your consistent outcomes Meaning If the conscious is influenced by the subconscious, then the reverse is true in that the subconscious, obviously, is influenced by the conscious. Very important when you consider the outcomes of your relationship or relationships and the possibility of generating new outcomes. And this is why I constantly stress I talked about my daughter being in my basement In an altered state That you must consciously dream In an awakened, present state Of what you believe your alternate reality should be In all of your relationships, respectively Because subsequently It begins to manifest itself In your subconscious thinking to the point where I promise you Essentially it's like while you're dreaming While you're sleeping Your subconscious Your, 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 your Which is 95% of your flow You don't You're not thinking You're flowing it's like, it's like you're dreaming awake And you don't realize it Until something breaks You go into reactive recovery You become conscious And you're like Oh why am I this fire breathing dragon? I'm not gonna let that go. My point to that being conscious and subconscious, one does not work without the other. One doesn't have more control. They are equally accountable, albeit, I'll give you, as I've said, the subconscious has a higher percentage of use. How do I make this make sense? How do I use it? To generate new outcomes, I believe, I think it's quite logical. You need to generate new patterns, including how you go into reactive recovery. And the reason why this is important is because as we talk about acceptance, as we talk about the affirmation for the day, I know in each moment, I am free to decide, I am free to decide. It is coming to terms with the fact that you are ready, cliche and corny, there's always one for the day. You have an amazing foundation to build on just by being human, and that the subconscious and the conscious is yours is yours, and you are free to decide. And the delineation between the altered state And your physical reality Is already present You already are Very simply put If you're stuck in undesirable outcomes You're stuck in undesirable patterns Your reactive recovery is off Your awareness is off You need a root cause You need more than a bug fix. You need to get off version. 1.91 and at least get to (sighs) 2.0. Crazy, right? So why don't we do it? Why don't we do it? I believe while all is possible... The difficulty with attainment today is again the acceptance of all that currently is. And there has to be, there has to be a conscious acknowledgement that your current state doesn't equate to your end state. Sure. Your present outcomes are the result, or at least result in what you believe are life's present reality matrix. Your current present moment is life's present reality matrix. But, but it is by no means intended to remain as is unless you remain stagnant. Meaning. You are and always will be the root cause of all of your outcomes. Consider everything you do to reactively recover in every space of your current and present world. Accept it, and may everything you desire. Come to you exactly as you deserve. Stay rich.